So welcome, everyone, to the Surveillance Report 148 Q&A. This is where our Patreon patrons for $5 a month or more get to ask us a question. And we're joined with Henry this week. Normally, we... we Henry's uh, always here. Yeah, Henry's always here. <laughs> I was actually going to say, normally, we, uh, we record... Like back to back, like we record the surveillance report and then we record the Q and A. So Henry wasn't going to be here, but I, I realized some of these questions were pretty technical and figured I would wait to get his expertise on it. And also because of that delay of waiting to record, I just wanted to say I've, I've seen a lot of your comments. Thank you guys for your support, and uh, I really took the heat off you for the whole Henry's never here thing this week. So, but you only get one, right? You only get one, right? <laughs> right. We just got to time it every time. No, I'm saying you only get one because I am not on good terms with my dad. So this is only going to happen well, once. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I meant we got to time the days we're gone with with oh. uh, people when they leave the family. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and unless... Then... Anyways, yeah. <laughs> unless my brother, my sister, or my wife go, that's the only one you're getting. <laughs> got it. Okay. Well, I'll have to use those wisely, then I'll have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, let's uh, jump right in. We've got our first question coming from Mr. Camel, who is becoming a regular. Thank you so much. And he says, have either of you run a pie hole before? If so, what were your experiences and opinions? I know Henry likes NextDNS a lot, but you can use both at the same time. I have never run a pie hole before, and the reason I haven't is because I use ProtonVPN on the router. And the reason I use Proton VPN is because my wife likes to watch a lot of streaming stuff, and Proton is the only one that guarantees, out of the ones that I recommend, they're the only ones that guarantee that they will work with streaming services. And when I first started running it, I tried to use other DNSs with Proton VPN, and they kept detecting a leak and it wouldn't work, so I basically had to use their DNS. But I would be interested to know more about this, if, if you can use Pi-hole with other configurations like that. Because if you can... I'm very interested in, in running one and learning more about that. But yeah, I don't unfortunately have any hands-on experience. So I don't have hands-on experience either with the pie hole. But it's cool because you can layer these things up, like you said. So you can have a pie hole, you can have next DNS, and obviously you can have your local browser protection, and there's not going to be much of a drawback from combining these. And the nice thing about the pie hole is it's something that you own, manage, and host yourself on your own network. So you do have a little bit more independence. You're not, you know, like right now, next DNS is free, which is pretty awesome. And I still use the free tier because it works for me and I don't reach the quota. But if that ever changes, then maybe a pie hole might make more sense. But still, they might do better in different things. And so uh, you might like the feature set better in one, but not the other. So it's really your call how you want to handle that. But I haven't played with it, not for any good reason. It's just I haven't got around to it yet. So it's something I want to do. I don't know why. It never occurred to me what you just said about, like, you could use it with browsers and stuff like that. For some reason, that never occurred to me. So yeah, I guess I could still play around with it with others. that couldn't put it on the router, but I could put it in other places. So, what I meant was, um, like you have you're layering up different protect. You, I, you mm-hmm. can't. I don't think you can run Pi-hole in your browser. What I meant was no, but I can. Have, but like for like, example, I could put like the the VPN app on my on my device, and then I could use a custom DNS and reroute it to my Pi-hole. Right? Is that what you right. meant? Right. Uh, kind of. I mean, what what I just meant was that you have three different types of protection, kind of else, oh, gotcha. you know, excelling in different areas more so. So it's like layering up, which is pretty nice. Gotcha. But you kind of can. So with a Pi hole, you can use a supported operating system, which I think is pretty much just like Raspberry Pis and then some Linux distros. You can run those on your local network, and then that's a way that you can tunnel things through a Pi hole. Pretty much. Hmm. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to use a Pi hole. 
Or else you're going to have to use Docker, which I know you love. <laughs> yes, Docker is my best friend. Right. Actually, not to get too much into it, but now that I think about it, I use DDWRT on my router, and I'm pretty sure it comes with a built-in... It's, like, super powerful, so I've never really messed with it much, but it does come built-in with an ad-blocking feature, but it does require you to use some sort of external server to, like, basically you route all the traffic through there first and then back to the router and through the VPN and out to the WAN. So that might be a good use case for it. I don't know. I'm going to have to dig into this now. I've I've never really... Like, I've, I know what it is, and I've heard of it, but I've never really dug into it, because I'm like, oh, I'm stuck with Proton's DNS anyways, but I might have to look into this more. Right, try it out. But for anyone listening, you can combine Pi-hole, next DNS, and your local browsing protection. You know, like, you can have your ad blocker and block trackers and things like that within your browser, then you have next DNS, and you can also have a Pi-hole. So you can kind of combine everything. It's pretty cool. All right, the second question is from David Johnson, and he's pretty much saying, do you guys know if there are any practical, practical, is that a typo? I think he means practical. I think they meant practical. Or practicable. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I was like, is this a word I haven't heard? Um, if there are any practical implementations of phone OS virtualization that can run on mobile phones, not virtual environments, it seems that phone hardware has been steadily improving and might be able to handle that task. It appears that there could be a way to still be able to take advantage of useful but not private mainstream apps on the go without having them scrub everything from your device. Yeah, so what I like to look at, for people who haven't seen this, type in UTM uh, for iOS. And you can actually run like desktop operating systems from your iPhone, <laughs> which is really cool. Or your iPad. It's especially good on the iPad if you have access to the M1 or M2 chip. Because the M1, M2 chip, for those who don't know, are the same things in the MacBooks. So, yeah, this is already kind of a thing over on the iOS front. And I'm sure I have seen some people who've been able to virtualize things on Android, but I don't know if it's as accessible and clean. Now, for the record, I have tried this. So I had an M1 iPad Pro that I sold. I don't have it anymore. But when I did have it, I did try out a UTM on it. And it was pretty painfully slow. So it definitely has a lot of room to grow. It wasn't something that I would say you can like daily drive like Windows on your iPad. But it, it is something cool to play with. And I don't know if I ever got Windows to run on it. I did get, uh, I think it was Debian to run on it pretty okay. But it was much less than ideal. So I, I don't know. You don't really have a super like finite question here but yes i think phones are capable i think the development needs to catch up and i think we will start seeing this develop in hopefully the coming years as of right now though i still think that there's a lot more emphasis made on remote access to other machines right now for mobile devices so you're still going to see a lot more services that allow you to connect from your ipad to a dedicated machine with a lot more power with very little latency that still seems to be the focus but yeah i would check out utm because i think it's probably the closest thing to what you're you're looking at if you go to the website i'm on it right now you can see like there's windows xp ubuntu uh debian react os windows 10 it's like a big list like virtual machines so yeah, I'm looking at this thing. My only concern is it says it's supported on iOS 11 through 13 and then requires jailbreak on 14. Doesn't say anything about mm. 15 or 16. But right. I, but I mean it's definitely a proof of concept if nothing else and I think that's kind of what it, what they were asking is, you know, like do you think we're getting there? And I mean, yeah, I've, I've never heard of this thing before, so at Windows XP on it's iPad cool. playing Half-Life. That's pretty dope. But can it run right, I'm Doom? A- that's always the question. Can it run Doom? Right. I'm looking at this, and 
on their GitHub, they have like the Windows XP Solitaire on it. Pretty cool. <laughs> I love Solitaire. Right. But yeah, like like Nate said, this is a proof of concept. I don't think like when I was I must have run it before it required a jailbreak because I never jailbroke that device. Mm-hmm. This is pretty cool. It worked. It booted the operating system, but it was too garbage to actually use it for anything, in my experience. It's a cool concept. I, I think down the road, it'd be awesome to just be able to have like an iPad that does everything your computer can do. I have nothing to contribute to that one. That was pretty cool, pretty eye-opening. And that kind of stuff is why I wanted to wait for Henry to be here, because I read that question. I was like, man, I got nothing. So just as a, a, a side note, at the very end, David asked, unrelated technical question, is there a private way to communicate stories to you for consideration for inclusion in surveillance report? Surveillance report at protonmail.com. So yeah, if y'all ever want to submit a story, we won't promise we'll include it. Obviously, it, it depends on the main thing we're looking for is, um, is it recent, like within the last week? And is it not super, super technical? We try to stay away from kind of the niche technical stories. We try to stick to the ones that have a broad appeal to most of our audience. So, but yeah, feel free to send us tips and stuff, man. Every, every once in a while we, we get them and they're usually things we never would have heard of otherwise. So. Also, there's no good reason why we don't have a custom domain email, actually. Yeah. So maybe in the coming <laughs> in the coming weeks, we might have, like, an actual... There's no reason we have our own domain. We've just, and we use we've just never set it up, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't really use the email for much, so, like, yeah, but, yeah, I'll probably set up a custom domain soon for that. Yeah, go for it. I mean, if you want to do that, See. I'm way too busy for, for that, to be honest. Don't t- it's just a one-time thing, and then people can email us at, like, stories at surveillance support.tech you know like that'd be pretty cool you're just gonna make that one cool to me yeah (laughs) fair enough so that's it we only had two questions this week but they were pretty good questions thank you guys for asking them and if you would like to ask us a question you can join our patreon for five dollars a month or more we will see you this coming weekend hopefully with both of us here this time for surveillance support 149 thank you guys for watching